Welcome to the Tackling Life Podcast with the great Ray Lewis and me, Dr. Christian Conti. It's a success podcast that tackles life through the lessons of sports. Hey, Doc, what's up, man? Doc, let me just be honest with you early, Doc. I've been going through some things, Doc. So I just got to fight my way out. That's all you can do. That's all. <laughs> you, you cannot complain, right? Complaining ain't going to do nothing anyway. It no. ain't going to pay the bills. It ain't going to put no food on the table. And it ain't going to make nobody like you no better. So why complain? <laughs> but sometimes you just need a friend who's a therapist to talk stuff out. because <laughs> Man, I got ready to hit you last night by 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be about waking up by then. <laughs> That's what I knew. That's what I knew. <laughs> no, man, I'm just uh, just around, man. Got um, you know my kids, my boys and stuff. And like these boys getting so old, and and uh, this famous hill that I've always ran myself here, um, where I live, and is to see them go through it, right? And me try to explain to them, it will never get easier. <laughs> the, the only thing that will change is your mindset on how you approach the hill. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Doc, doc, doc. And, and, and when they finally get that, when, when they sit there saying, Dad, we got another one, like, absolutely. I, I, I cannot tell you I can make this easy for you. I can only tell you I can present the opportunity for you. Mm. You know, and, and my daughter, my oldest daughter, she she done the first two sprints and tapped out. <laughs> <laughs> she say, she say, Daddy, she said, Daddy, I ain't in that type of shape no more. My goodness, <laughs> I say, well, you got to get back in that type of shape. But no, man, it was good, man. I'm, um, you know, you know, I think it, it brings us to, I think what we're gonna speak about today is just about like being really grateful. Right. Just just having gratitude, man, towards people, um, experiences, things that's that's really impacted your life, man. And I think for me, I, I am I am more I mean, when I say grateful, like my kids, when I tell you every motivation into motivation I've ever needed in my life was from the first day my first son was born. And then I look back now and I look at my kids now and I was watching each one of my kids run up these hills and we're all just sitting there having dinner and we're picking at we're picking at one of the pictures when all of them was five years or younger. And I'm sitting there saying, look at my babies like but you guys will never know the reason why I never complained that much or never gave up was because each and every one of you. So I'm I'm really grateful. Yeah. It is, and I want to listen. I want to stick on that point of the hill because what you were talking about with the hill, um, there was a philosopher Albert Camus, and he wrote about the myth of Sisyphus, and was in Greek mythology. Sisyphus was this. Uh, his his punishment was he had to eternally roll a rock up a hill, and so every time he'd roll the rock to the top of the hill, would go back to the bottom, and he had to do that forever. And the idea behind it was exactly what you just said. The exact lesson you just taught. The hill would never change. Rolling the rock, the task 
would never change. The only thing that could change is the meaning that he found in what he was doing. And that's really what life's all about because at the end of the day, I mean, we, at the beginning of the day, we wake up, we work, we have to, you, you go to work, you provide, you, you eat, you know, you go through your day. It's that, and there are some basic things that will stay the same, but the meaning that we put into life can be vastly different. So that's a powerful oh my- metaphor. Wow, Doc, it's, it's so powerful. You know, so before I start uh, each workout, and definitely with my kids, you know, we always recite our Father's Prayer. And so it was interesting because one of them looked at me and uh, was like, hey, why do, you, why, why do we always have did that? And I said, because you only come out here with the physical. <laughs> you don't bring the other aspects of what you must have to, to get what you're trying to get out of this hill. Mm. Yeah, because the, the 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 one thing that you know you try to install in the kids is that when you're going up this mountain, if your if your load is not light before you get ready to go up this hill, doc, you don't have a chance to make it up that hill. What does that mean? You can't go up that hill with that stress on your mind. I told my sons the other day. I said I knew y'all was in trouble the first day y'all walked out here with y'all cell phones. Oh, y'all thought y'all was for the Snapchat running up the hill. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no Snapchat going up this hill. Like you finna, you finna go through it. And I think today, I think today, it started to settle for them. To and, and my son, I looked at my son on one of the hardest ones. I said, "What's the difference?" I said, "What's gonna change?" He said, "My mindset." I said, "Well, tell that to your brothers and sisters, and let's get back up this hill because I can't run it for you." Mm. I, I, I got to go home and do my own work, mm. you know, and and so and and that's what I think the thing, man, that you know, and and this is less than five seconds of me standing here, but to not have to ever, to not ever have that conversation from my own father, but to 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 be able to give it as a father is oh grateful, man. Gee whiz, man, God is life is amazing. God is amazing, and parenthood is the greatest thing that I've ever been introduced to in my life. Yeah. It really it really is. I mean, you know, I feel the exact same way. Uh, uh, my daughter's my life. I just, you know, that it is. that that's it's To be a father is the greatest thing, I think, for us as men. It's the greatest thing yeah. you can have. Um, let me come back to that heel and that spiritual lesson that you're teaching because what you talked about on Friday, I want to talk about gratitude. I, I, when you said Friday to me, you know, start with the 25 push-ups, sit-ups at night, 25 in the morning. I've done that every night, every morning. Um, oh. And it's and he, there's something that's changed in me, and I want to tell you what shifted in me. I really have not, like I told you on Friday, a kind of light bulb went off, but I really never think about, when you use the phrase, my body's a temple, that's not something I've really reflected on. And I'm real spiritual, real mental, but really haven't taken that physical step to that point. So what I did this whole weekend was really meditate on that body being a temple. And I think it shifted some stuff inside me because I have, you know, I've really kind of looked forward to waking up and kind of just jumping out of bed and doing those, just rolling out of bed and doing those 25 uh, push-ups and sit-ups and not thinking that I have to do more a couple days I did 30 but you know that's I'm not even trying to keep going higher because the point was just moving just moving so I was so grateful to you for saying that because that little shift is a big shift and, and I think that's when you and I were talking about before the show like gratitude comes in so many ways and sometimes there are so many little things that have happened to us along our paths that mm. we, 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 we forget about these people who have encouraged us, done something for us in some way that helped us. And we could not be where we are today without them. And I think that's why mm. gratitude is so important. 
Man, let me tell you something. I, I, there's one person that comes to my mind when we speak about, like, really grateful that that person was in my life. And that was my high school coach, Ernest Joe. Mm. Like, he knew my situation, dog. He knew it, man. And he made it his business. Now, this man got his own life. But he made it his business that I had no other choice but to succeed. Mm. He, he gave the doc, man, this man used to ride around this big red pickup truck. And he had this big spotlight on the side of it. <laughs> and, and, and if you was in the wrong places, he would come put this spotlight on you in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, make, and make you walk back and get in the truck right there, no matter what you're doing. But I remember, I remember a conversation. We lost. We lost our starting tailback in um, 1993 last year. Carlos McCaffrey, we lost our, our star tailback in the late Wells game. And I hadn't been playing both ways then. And on the sideline, we kept taking our quarterback, who was dynamic, Jason Mitchell, 6'4", threw a ball 70 yards from his knees, just, just dynamic. And we were taking him, and we were just running sweeps with him just to get out of the game because we was in the third quarter. And Doc... I went to him and I said, Coach, would you trust me? He said, what do you mean, Ray? He said, what's going on? I said, Coach, don't run our starting quarterback. I said, run me. Like, I know the plays. Mm. And he looked at me and he said, son, you, a man asked that question. He said, okay, absolutely, go in the game. We're going to run 29 toss. And twenty-eight toss. Like I ended up with about I ended up with about hundred and forty-some yards in one half. We lost the game. We ended up losing the game. But I remember what happened when he came after that. He said, "From this moment, he said, this when I was a kid, a, a young senior." He said, "From this moment on, I want you to always be grateful when somebody gives you an opportunity." Mm. And and Doc, it stuck with me my entire. Not only life, but my entire career. And remember, I always told you this. Nobody has ever picked me out of a, a pile of athletes and said, hey, we want you to be our favorite. We want you to start. But when the opportunity presented itself, Doc, mm. you talking about grateful? Oh, my gosh, man. That guy, that guy right there, he he should be honored. And that's what when we talk about. That's what we wanted this show to be about is to find someone in your life that you know deserves credit for you being where you where you at right now, but you haven't given it to him. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the day you do, this same coach had never got on a plane. He had never got on a plane, Doc. I flew him on a plane the first time, 2012, to see my last home game. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but see, his, giving, his trusting you, like that moment was a huge moment in your life. Like yeah. it was that moment of, okay, now you're going to take this responsibility that without yep. that, like, that's what I mean. Like, these are these moments that they seem like little moments, but they're enormous moments because without him, you couldn't have had that confidence, right? That was a huge step toward which the man you became. It gave me, it gave me a hidden confidence that nobody else needed to know about. Mm. I kept it to myself as a secret saying, you know what? I really think that nobody can really outwork me. 
Yeah. I just really believe nobody ain't going to go as hard as me. Like I was saying this in high school from 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 the way this man poured into me. I said this. I said, I, I will never. And and sometimes I think it comes from truly all I wanted from him was his approval. Yep. That's it. That's it. And his approval gave me all the confidence in the world to go do anything I wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, that's the the realizing to, and this is to all the coaches out there that are listening, to realize what you can do for your, for the people you're coaching. Like, really, what you can do for your athletes, to all the teachers out there. Like, what you can do for people when you just really believe in them, when you really give them a chance. Listen, when we come back, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, I want to hit on this whole idea of team sport because one thing you are phenomenal at doing is recognizing the team and like and, and rallying a team together. Like That's why you've become the greatest leader that you are because you rallied a team together. And I think in sports, often we, we look at sports as an individual thing. So we'll take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk about that, the individuality versus the team mentality of, of gratitude in sports. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're talking about gratitude. I think here's a topic. I mean, we really have, I'm not sure that we've talked about this yet, but I think a lot of people nowadays complain about sports have become a me, 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 look at me, look at me, look at me type thing. Whereas, you know, the the old school, the people like you aren't really out there right now, the people who rallied and said team, team, team. And I think it's important for people nowadays to embrace more than ever the gratitude of their team. Like, Ray, when I talk to um, athletes, when I go talk to football teams and I'm standing in front of these, these colleges, I say to them all the time, look, you wouldn't be on the field if it wasn't for the people in your life that got you to this spot. You wouldn't be in the position. You wouldn't be able to play if your coach didn't put you on the field. And, and the quarterback, you know, you can't throw that pass if your line didn't block. And you're not even going to do any of that if a coach didn't call to play. And you wouldn't be on yep. the field in the first place if your defense didn't get you on the field. So instead yep. of this me, 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 let's talk about we. This is us. And Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I, I, I got rid of the moment I think I hit a certain leadership, <clears throat> like top, is when when I uh, I started to realize a greater me was nothing if I didn't create a greater we. Mm. And for me, that's when that's when my game started to totally change. I was like, you know what? I can go into these games and I can have I can do everything I want to do. And I can have 19 tackles, 22. I can have as many tackles as I want to have. And then I was realizing early in my career in Baltimore that no matter how many tackles I was ending up with, when I used to walk in the meeting rooms and watch film and we still lose, I was I started to look around and realize, wow, you may be great yourself or you may be on your way to greatness. But if you don't make we important, like if you don't invest in the people around you, then Baltimore will never have what Pittsburgh Steelers have. Yeah. Yeah. That's because that's, you know, it's something about when you see legacies of men, right? When you can reference back to the steel curtain 
that was that was brothers that bought in to each other. You understand? Yes. Like it was it, the the we was always bigger than the me. And the me for me became so much bigger when I started to see the we in other people's eyes start to light up when I started to invest more time in them. Well, and I think all I think everybody wants that. Everybody yeah, wants it. Every, no, I'm going to tell you how much yeah. everybody wants it. Because even in Pittsburgh, watching you the way you would rally your team, I know those last the last few years that you played. I mean, we would sit there. I'm just telling you, this is before we knew each other. This would sit there and think, like, man, why can't we have him? Like, what you're creating, that brotherhood that you were creating, the leadership that you were creating, the we that you created for your defense. I mean, you you, you had one of the greatest defenses ever. I mean, with with what your 2000 defense, like, as, as one of the best ever. I think what you created by the team aspect is something that was so legendary. It made people who grew up in a different city that were supposed to say, no, that's our enemy, say, man, we want this guy. I mean, that's that's a it's an enormous feat to do. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. Um, you know, one of the, why I say this to this day, I had a lot of great coaches in my life, linebacker coaches, but one of the best coaches I think I've really had was Jack Del Rio. You know, the head coach of the, of the Oakland Raiders right now. Yeah. And one of the reasons why, you know, the Raiders are will be a force to be reckoned with is because of that guy's mentality. He is a wee guy. Mm. Like, is a man's man. Yeah. You know, like, he, 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 un- he lets you understand that I am a family man. Like, I believe in family. Mm. You know, and that's when... When we started walking in that, in that linebacker room, he would always look at me and say, do what you do. And when he said that to me, I knew exactly what he meant. That means I'm not saying nothing. Rally your troops. Mm. I you love say it. what you need to say to get them boys ready to go because it's time to dance. And, man, when he started giving me that power, I started realizing, wow. If he can give me that power, then let me take the same power he give me and let me give other people that power. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is the, that's, see, that's gratitude in action, gratitude playing out. So you're grateful to him for what he does. So then you're taking that and doing it and living it out. Look, I never, I really liked whenever there were the team celebrations. I remember the Washington Redskins back in the eighties would have their team celebrations. And then the NFL stepped in and didn't let them do that anymore. The team celebration. But I think that kind of hurt the sport in the sense of it, it gravitated more toward the individuality after that, because people weren't allowed to celebrate as a as a team, right? Because sometimes if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Right. I mean, if if guys get together and want to do something together, that's the fun of the game, right? right. You know what? You go, regardless of how much we call you know this a business and this and that, doc, it's a game. Yeah, it's a game. <laughs> it's a game. It's a, it's a game that at the end of the day, whatever the scoreboard says, yeah, it's a lot of things come with it. But it still comes down to a game. And that's what even the men that play this game, every man has a child in them, just like every child has a man in them. Yeah. Right? And that's why I think that dance, and sometimes you got to let that play out, man. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's one of the reasons why, honestly, like when we was in Baltimore, like we, we started doing some team things like that, you know, where we started, you know, getting together and choreographing some stuff. And then they started to, you know, hunker down on it and 
So you can't do this, you can't do that. And then that's when I was like, I said to myself, I said, you know what? I'm going to come up with my own thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I'm not going to do it during the game unless I knock somebody out. (laughs) (laughs) So you only did it every week then? (laughs) I only did it every week, dog. (laughs) And that's what, even to to this day, like, I look at a lot of these kids, a lot of these guys playing now, and I see these guys do these celebrations, and I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, you celebrating, but you're doing somebody else's dance. Like, I'm like, <laughs> make it your thing. Like, put your twist to it. So it's like, it's, it's pretty cool to kind of see it now, man. It's it just is funny. fun to watch people but it, do it, it, all, it still comes back to, you know, the empowerment of team. It does. Of, of, of what that looks like and how, how grateful you are. Like, I, I'm, I'm telling you, like, in, in my professional career, and I said this, um, you know, the other day um, when I was referencing, um, you know, some issues off the field issues about some guys in the league. I said, if I did not have Rod Woodson, Shannon Shaw, Eric Turner, Stefan Moore, Benny Thompson, Ernest Bonner, if I did not have that core of guys in my life, Doc, I'm telling you, I know for a fact it's impossible for me to play 17 years. Mm. Mm. It's impossible. And not because they did anything outside of step in and say, little bro, let me help you learn this. Mm. Little bro, you can't go that fast. Little bro, you got to slow down. <laughs> and that's what and, and that's what sometimes, you know, young lions, sometimes young lions need to hear that. Yeah. Sometimes young lions got to slow down, right? But that's what a team is for. That's why I told you, Doc, I traded in me for we all day long. I told my sons this just when we run up the hill. He was like, Dad, why do you keep going? So I said, because it ain't about me, baby. It's about us. Mm. I love right. that. I love yeah. that. Because the strength yeah. that you develop and the strength that we we have is now spread out to helping people throughout the world. Look, the we mentality doesn't have to be just with sports. Like right now, so we started off talking about gratitude. And before we started, I'm telling you about, and I'll let people know, like tomorrow I'm finishing up a six-month study I did in a prison system in a transitioning housing unit. So guys are getting out of prison. They're going back into society. And one of the things that I've tried to do on this unit, a transitional housing unit, is have everybody start to think of things in terms of a team, like a true unit. Like we're here together. You're not just here just to get yourself through. Like you're here to look around at your brothers and say, how can I contribute? Because if I can contribute as a unit, like I talk about gravity. We all have gravity and a team has gravity. So let's make it a gravity. And I think Mm -hmm. what we see is, you know, and I'm really proud of this, but I'm watching guys like pull other guys aside and do exactly exactly what you just said sometimes young lions need somebody to pull them aside and say slow down and i'm watching this happen in this unit right now and it is you talk about the gratitude like i really have have genuine gratitude and um i told you before we started a couple of the uh, guys have been coming up and expressing gratitude toward me because you know i'm winding my time down there but i said to them like i've learned so much from these guys i've learned so much I can't write the things I come, write, come up with what the speeches I come up with if I didn't have all these people impacting me. So this is a together, this is a we thing. And uh, I just think this gratitude goes far outside of anything we're doing. Like you said, this is life. You're running up the hill with your children because this is you in it together. Absolutely. And and, and it's, it's really interesting because <clears throat> this week I'm, um, I created 
I created this thing, this kind of a movement to show gratitude to to young kids who don't even know why I'm doing this, right? So I got probably 75 kids coming out to Sagamore this weekend um, doing this thing with Unarmor, where it's, it's really, I came up with the whole concept and I called it Sunsets, mm. right? And, and, and why did I call it Sunsets? Because me and Kevin Plank were sitting out there, the owner of CEO Unarmor, we're sitting out there and we're walking around this property and he's showing me this new piece of property and this and that. And we start watching this sunset, you know, go down. And as we got a cigar, you know, my guy's with me, Bud is with me, Todd is there. And so we all got a cigar. And I looked at Kev. I said, Kev, man, you got to let me use this. He said, what you mean? I said, Kev, look, remember I told you why we signed this new deal with us now? Because I want to really impact these kids in the community. He was like, okay, so what are you thinking? I said, when Jim Brown started to make the greatest impact, in the communities. He started to introduce and bring them kids out to his house. Mm. He, he brought them from their communities. He gave them a different vision. So anyway, so I said, Ken, I got it. He said, do it. I'm, I got it, whatever you want to do. And so this weekend, 75 kids from the inner city who, who won't see past three blocks in a lifetime, mm. I'm bringing them out to Sagamore. And I'm sharing a sunset with them. And and, and, and and I got games and we're doing a barbecue for them. Wow. And we got music and we're just there and, and, and I'm going to speak to them. And you know what my real message is going to be? Anything can be yours if you have an imagination. Wow. Like, but you have to dream, baby. You got to dream. And, and so, you know, even talking to you, like, I, and I'm just thinking about the things that, that, that I'm grateful for to pour into people's hearts, right? To pour into people's lives because I leave there and after we bless all those kids, they don't know what they're coming into, Doc. Right. They're going to be totally shocked. I'm putting them on buses to, to pile down here. Oh, they wow. don't know where they're coming. <laughs> they don't know what they're coming to see. They don't know it's necessarily <laughs> me they're coming to see. <laughs> you know, That's they're just coming. Awesome. <laughs> and, then when I, and then when I leave there, you come in the next day and then we go back into the prisons and we just keep speaking into people's lives. Yeah. Doc, I'm telling you, man, if we had more people start investing in we instead of me, our country would be a better place, man. A tremendous, tremendously better. That's so, that gave me the chills. Like, I cannot wait for that to happen for those kids. I mean, what, what um, can you imagine their eyes seeing that? Like, that's it. They're like, going to lose their minds. <laughs> you know, it's it's fascinating because, like, when you look up in the sky, like Orion is a kind of a popular constellation, the belt of Orion, uh, you know, and if you think about it, Regal is the brightest star in the belt of Orion. But if you were mm. actually on, like, to say a planet at the Regal, uh, you know, and that star Regal, Orion doesn't exist. Like, you wouldn't see that same constellation from there if you were in the middle of it. We see it mm. because of our perspective. So from Regal, mm -hmm. Orion doesn't even exist. Where we where we are in life, we can't even see the bigger picture. So what you're doing with these kids with the sunsets is to be able to with the sunset to be able to go out and have them see something they never would have seen before. That's beautiful because this is really what it's all about is to shine light. That's what that's what we're doing. That's what the gift is, is to shine light. Absolutely. But 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 that's why we live. Right? Listen, light amongst light remains light. Mm. 
Light amongst darkness is what works. Yeah. Doc, we got to start being light in dark, dark places. And we have to start bringing it from places that people never expected to come from. Like, that's the new thing, right? Like, like when you when you walk around and you bless somebody, don't bless everybody you know. Bless somebody you don't know. Yes. That's because, because what we know this for a fact. What you put out in the universe will 100% come back to you. A hundred percent. That's what karma is. That's yeah. what karma is. Karma is what your vibrations put out, what, what, what your frequencies speak about, what all of those things represent. I guarantee you, you bless somebody, you will be blessed double times for the blessing you gave. That's why they say it's better to give than receive. Listen, I'm I'm so on board with that. It's unbelievable. This transition is even going to be good. We're going to break for this frequency for a second because when we come back, we're going to tell you exactly how you can put out the right kind of energy. So stay stick with us. We'll be right back. All right, we're back and uh, we are um, uh, we're talking about gratitude and and with the frequency of what you put out is what you get back. Look, I heard Wayne Dyer say this really well. He said that it's not just it's not just what you want. Like you can't just say to the universe, I want this and I get this, but it's what you are. You get what you are. And so if you walk around in misery, if you walk around complaining, if you walk around saying everything's terrible, then that's really what you're going to get. That's what you're going to see. And, and I think uh, I kind of have a good little story for this. There was a time a long time ago when all the parts of the body, they could speak. Right. And so the hands and the, and the, and the mouth and, and, and the head and they, and the shoulders, they said, you know what, listen, I'm tired of doing all this work. And the stomach just sits there and gets all the rewards. It doesn't, you know, the stomach doesn't do anything. So they decided, listen, we're done giving the stomach food. This is it. So they quit giving the stomach food. And before long, you know, obviously the whole body starts to shrivel and go, go bad. And then they realize what the stomach actually does. And it's a powerful little metaphor from back in the day in the old Aesop's fable because it kind of shows us that we think some things aren't meaningful when they really are. What you put out there, if you put out misery, you're going to get misery back. If you put out love, you put out light, that's what you're going to get back. And you're going to get it in immeasurable ways. Yeah, you put out worry, you're going to get it back. You pull out pain, you're going to get it back. You pull out frustration, you're going to get it back. All the things you get it back, it still goes back to everything we start speaking about. We talk about affirmations, Mm -hmm. right? Like what you speak into your life. You have to speak things into your life. You have to speak good friends into your life. You got to speak financial situations to, to, to be changed in your life. You got to speak not to go down the wrong path. You got to speak to stay on the right path. Better yet, you got to speak to even stay motivated. That's that's life. That's life. And, and, and I'm telling you, we get we we find ourselves in this in this in this in this jar. Right. And, and I tell people this all the time. You ever notice how they stuff pickles in a jar? Why do you think they stuff pickles and they slice them like that in a jar? Why do you think they slice them like that in a jar? Doc? Why? Because when, because listen to this, because that's how they get many of them in one jar. Watch this. But but if you went to a corner house. And you ask for that same deal pickle, they give you the whole big pickle. Mm. Why? Think about it. Think about it. That's what the opportunity is. If you grab, if you, if you want to, if you want to go and buy a bunch of individual pickles, buy a bunch of individual pickles. But if you want to buy one pickle, buy one pickle. And if you want to make yourself great, make yourself great. If you want to speak, if you want to speak existence, if you want to not be surrounded, I always tell people this. 
if wherever wherever majority of the people going, I'm gonna do the opposite. That's why I don't buy a lot of pickles in jars. I don't I don't want a bunch of pickles. I want one pickle. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's almost it's, it's a funny joke that I tell. It's myself a lot about pickles. I'm gonna tell you that. It's a lot about pickles. It's a lot because I'm a, I'm a deal pickle guy, right? <laughs> but but I don't like grabbing the little individual pickles. I'm like these little pickles just to piss me off. <laughs> You know, I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> give me, give me one big deal. <laughs> Dill got to be listening to this. Dill has to be calling in just to ask him to sponsor this show. Yeah, <laughs> deal to call me, man. Yeah. Like, oh shit, whoever it is. <laughs> Tell them, don't cut my damn pickles. Give me <laughs> the one I used to coat on them corner lady houses, and they used to have them big pickles for 35 cents. <laughs> Let me cut and bite my own pickle. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, I just wanted to throw that joke out there, man. <laughs> I, I, I do it. I, I mess around with that all the time, man. Because I think it's, it's one of the things that you know, life is it's really about, well, the reason why I said that joke is really about choices. Life is about choices. You know, you can you can find yourself wanting to be around everybody or you can isolate yourself to want to go really and do something great and really, you know, affirm. And and and, and, and we keep talking about karma. Yeah. And, and man, I'm telling you something. The more people, you know, Somebody said this other day, you know how people are crazy on social media, right? They crazy. Somebody said, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with what Ray, what Ray Lewis said. You know, it's like, you know, it's like he hiding behind God, you know, and then to, to get off, to, to stay away from racism. And I said, uh, let me correct two things. <laughs> I said, first of all, I, I didn't say this to him, but I'm correcting it now. Like, um, if it was anybody else I was going to hide behind, I would choose God every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, it's, if it's anybody that I want to put in front of me and be behind, I'm going to choose him every time. <laughs> that's, that's one. But it shows you, like, it shows you, Doc, like, everything we're talking about, man, like, like what you choose to put in front of you, like, what you choose to be your light. And I think the challenge for people you know, I love to laugh because I believe if you laugh, it makes somebody else laugh. If you frown, it makes somebody else frown. If you cry, it makes somebody else cry. If you yawn, somebody else yawn. So if you think about the things that if you actually start doing, if you actually, I told my kids this today. So we down in the weight room and I said, I'm really proud of what you guys are doing with these workouts. They're challenging. They're hard. They're frustrating. And most of the time they eat up your whole day. I said, the only thing I want you to do is now I want you to start recording these. I want you to write these workouts down on what you accomplished. Mm. I said, one of them said, why, Dad? I said, because that way you are ne- you can never cheat yourself. Mm. Because you can look back at that and say, I did this then. So if I'm not past that place then, where I'm, where I'm at now, then I'm, I'm, I'm messing around. Right. And if I have did that and I went past that, then that's how we become greater. Yeah. And I think that's that's the thing that we have to do. We have to always strive to become greater, 
to become greater, to never, never settle. Life is not about settling. We get one chance of life. Right. And that's why on your gravestone, there's a beginning date and there's an end date. And in between, there's a dash. And that dash is all you can be held accountable for. Because you can't troll nothing before that date or nothing after that date. Mm. When it's over, it's over. So that's why I'm telling you, if you're going to do anything, make your dash count. I love that. I love that. And and here, like here, let's talk about gratitude in terms of like that person who just says whatever on social media. Even when you talk about people who just throw out hate and misery, like you just showed an example of how you can take that and be grateful and show and teach a lesson from that. So you can really take anything, whether it's the people who are loving and kind and supportive and putting out, or even the people who are hating on you or doing. You know, just living in misery, just in their own darkness and misery. And you could take that and you can still be grateful. Hey, thanks for letting that be there because now I'm going to learn from that. Now I'm going to use that to teach others and help shine a light even further. So, I mean, I think that to me is the epitome of karma and the the epitome of saying I'm going to take any situation and be grateful for anything I have. I say this all the time, like if we, we all define ourselves by the obstacles we've overcome. So why, when we're faced with obstacles, do we get so upset about them? And these are the obstacles, these are helping define who we're going to be in the future. So this is great. Bring the obstacles on. Let me, let me approach them. Let me beat them. I know we coming to an end, but I want to tell, I want to tell y'all this story because this is good. So I'm on the corner and I meet this homeless guy and he comes up to me. And he's a, a veteran, but he never looks up. He never picks up his eyes. And I grab him, and because I felt his energy and just felt like blessing somebody, I grabbed a $100 bill. And I put it in his hand, Doc, and he never looked up. Mm-hmm. He looked at the $100 bill. And before he looked up the $100 bill, I said to him, your life will change today. He said, that's Ray Lewis's voice and picked up his eyes and said, I'm going to a rehab right now. I promise you I will change my life, Mr. Lewis. Mm. Man, my whole world changed. Mm. My whole world changed. Mm. I was like, I was like, look, sometimes we think it's about giving money. Sometimes just think it's about just stopping at the red light, but really it's not. Really just showing people what you put out in the world. You can give somebody hope just by speaking into their life. So much. So much. So, much, so. Man. so I appreciate you, man. And I, I tell you this all the time, man. Like, let's really keep going because you will never know the impact you and I have started to make. I'm talking about on each other. Like, the things I've learned from you as a man, my brother, I'm telling you. I'm, I, I, you know how we always was was talking about when we're going to do our podcast, how we're going to do it? Yeah. I was like, I can wait till tomorrow, but I don't want to wait till tomorrow without hearing his voice. So let me go <laughs> ahead and get this out of the way. <laughs> I, oh, I mean, like, I we always say it, but it's true. I mean, like, I, cause I've, I really feel like life's not a movie, and if you don't say something, then nobody's ever going to know. Like, you're not seeing the back roll of what's happening right now. So that's why I like to express it and say it. But I am so unbelievably grateful for you. That's why I was saying, like, even from the other day, like what you were saying on Friday that motivated me, it shifted something in me. Um, that, that already got me moving in a whole different way. Like I, I turned the spiritual part 
to looking at, at my body differently. So yeah. I, mean, I can't, yeah, the, the impact you have on me and I'm grateful that I get to have on you. I just feel like this, this is, this is what gra- our gratitude has brought us together. I really think yeah. so. So that's what it's all about. And we're definitely grateful for the listeners out there. That's for sure. So we appreciate yeah, your thank support. Thank you to every one of you guys. Please tell somebody all we trying to do is share some good news. Mm. That's all we trying to do. Mm. 100%. And we'll be uh, together for the next one. And uh, we will, uh, we'll see you. We'll be back soon. So stick with us. Thank you for downloading the Tackling Life Podcast. For more Tackling Life content, go to TacklingLifePodcast.com. You'll find links to our pages on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and other podcast sites where you can subscribe and get two all-new episodes automatically downloaded every week. When you visit the Tackling Life website, you'll find links to our Facebook and Twitter pages where you can give us feedback, questions, ideas, and suggestions. You can also call us at 646-762-4432. That's 646-762-4432. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. Until next time, for the legend, Ray Lewis... I'm Dr. Christian Carter.